Here's how it's going to work, Mr. President. We let you worry about the domestic agenda, all the touchy-feely stuff. But when it comes to national security, strike makes all the hard decisions. Do you remember the Civil War of 82, which turned Mexico into a Warsaw Pact client state? Well, I, uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. There never was any Mexican Civil War. That's the point. <laughs> oh my god. Bill Clinton? Yep. I'm assuming? Yep. Uh. Hey everybody, welcome to Play Retro. We're back and it's another Play Retro. I'm your host Scott Johnson and I just blew up my ammo recharge again. Oh no! Oh hi, I'm Brian Dunaway and I got to rescue my co-pilot Nick from the clutches of a madman mm-hmm. again, again damn it nick yeah get in the get in the copper nick nick was always in trouble that guy oh well, did you trouble. see nick's untimely end oh spoiler spoiler yeah let's just say that's three strikes against nick <laughs> uh hey everybody what's going on we're gonna do another play retro we got old games to talk about in particular a very i think a a, a series a lot of people love if you are of the 16-bit era persuasion you probably remember it we'll get to all that in a minute before we do though catch up on a couple things we've been doing this week um my steam deck continues to be my retro obsession i freaking love that thing i love it i love it i love it i played more retro on there than i thought i would already but i'm also playing a bunch of other mainstream stuff and i'm playing things from like two three years ago that we covered on the boop show that i was like oh yeah right how's that looking oh it's out of early access how is it oh it's got overwhelmingly positive reviews i should check that out and sure enough, some really badass indies on there. But I love that device. It's so great. All right, that's out of the way now. Don't have to talk about my Steam Deck anymore. <laughs> Somebody. Yeah, uh, but you said you got a, you got a new $40, uh, 400 gigabyte uh, solid oh, no, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, SSD. I needed, I needed to know about that, though. That was the one thing I did need to know. Not even a, not an SSD. It's an SD. What well, SSD? SD. SD. Excuse me. Uh, just a little tiny micro SD. Uh, they were on sale on Amazon for like 40 bucks, and they're normally like 80 or 90 or something. Nice. 400 gigabyte uh one uh, I forget the fast standard, whatever that is. Is it is it, uh, it SanDisk or is it? Yeah, it uh, is SanDisk. Yes, other... it okay, is SanDisk. Yeah, I like them. Um, yeah, I like them. And uh, I got that I in. Will. Put that in there. Now I have, I mean, well over what twelve hundred, so a terabyte and yeah. and, and change yeah. uh, for all yeah. the all the shit I ever want on there. <laughs> so I'm very happy with it. Uh, Forty bucks, nothing. Right. If they're still on sale, I would recommend getting it because that's a hell of a deal. The other thing I got, these were on sale too, and I'd never even heard of this stuff. So I grabbed this on Amazon. Uh, this little thing, it's called Miss Pac-Man Micro Arcade. Oh. So you were wondering, hey, how come I can't get Miss Pac-Man anywhere in 2022? Guess what? You totally can. Um, it's this little tiny credit card size, a little thicker than that, but a little credit card sized little handheld console thing well you're right it is it is credit card size but just thicker yeah, yeah. it's wow. definitely thicker. But not much yeah i mean if it has its own little color screen uh it's it's miss pac-man all the mazes and things you expect uh the only thing that's weird is it's laid out a little bit like uh here you go you can see it here i'll play some audio you hear that Oh, that's that's, that's, yeah. that's kind of cool. I like that. That's, that's the tiniest good. little screen. What is that like? What is this? That is like post-it size, right? I don't even know if that's like, like not even. 
it's maybe even smaller than a watch face, like a it's, like an Apple Watch. Yeah, or it's about the size of maybe yeah. What like I like an about Apple this watch, or maybe I would say a stamp, right? Is is about the size about of the stamp. size of a stamp? Yeah, big stamp, but yeah. uh, it's got Ms. Pacman on it. It's part of the Micro Arcade series. Apparently, there's a whole bunch of different ones. It's very small, not that practical, but I love the front facing, which is see through, and you get all the like circuitry and circuit boards and stuff. Yeah, that is cool. I like that a lot. Namco's name is on this, not the company that has the holding. Oh, of the name. Namco's a a name. Yeah, they're a name giver. They don't. They just like yeah, put put a name on it. The uh, license department is real loosey goosey over at the Namco. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> now, what's really weird is it's got the joystick, it's just you know, D pad, and then it's got two buttons, an A and a B, or they're not even labeled. They're just two buttons. One of them does credits and start. And the other one doesn't do anything that I can tell. So you oh. actually don't use them because Pac-Man, you don't, there's just a joystick. You don't do anything else. Yeah. You're just running around getting dots. So it's a little bit odd, but I really like it. I got it for like 14 bucks. So that, uh, yeah, well, that. that's super cheap. I think it's still like $16 even now, even if it's not on sale yeah. or maybe 16% off. But I have the, uh, my arcade pocket player handheld, uh, Pac-Man, uh, Pac-Mania and uh, what was the other one? Something like. I can't remember. So there's like three Pac-Man games on it and it feels real solid. If you ever get it, I, I see that they, my arcade now has um, a miss Pac-Man version too. And I was all, I was really impressed. Well, that's the one I the got. That's the miss Pac-Man I got. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm saying though, this is like a larger one. Oh, that oh, oh. is, uh, it. Yeah. So it's a larger one. It's also, does it, it's, it's a, my arcade. I'll send you the link to it, but yeah. I, I've been thinking about getting another one. Cause I really like the quality on the first one. That looks pretty cool, too. It's though, pretty good. Have. It reminds me of my sister. Or sister. My daughter got the... Um, Is it because it's Miss? <laughs> no. She got... My daughter got the <laughs> the one that's that Nintendo makes for the original um, uh, Legend of Zelda one, the little gold one. Oh, and yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, big, uh, pocket, the, the, uh, the Game & Watch uh, It's like Game & Watch, but it's like the full game. It's in full okay. color and all that. They put it out a while ago. I think it's gone now. I don't think you can buy those anymore. Um, but hmm. it's the legit 8-bit, like true to life game sound effects everything oh. else and those were like a hundred bucks or something or 90 oh. or 80 or something they were expensive um but she picked that one up and got that so i thought you know what why not if they ever did like a joust version of these i'd get that I'd get that oh yeah heartbeat. totally you need a little we had to have a little stick though right i mean yeah. can you fly a joust widgets i guess so because you got buttons i yeah i suppose you could you do could joust. but i'd need to wear some readers <laughs> to do it <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Is that a pterodactyl or a booger I blew on there half, half an right. hour ago? I don't know. I, I, how would I know? Ooh. Anyway. Did you see you have a Tetris version of that yeah, little thing? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that would be that good. That is cool. Tetris would be cool because Tetris is, you know, you can play Tetris. But why forever. is that one 44? That's what I'm saying. I got this thing on a good deal. Maybe it's a really good version of Tetris. I don't know. Is it, maybe, maybe they're paying the Russians their bit of money. They, they have a license with those guys, I guess. Um, <gasps> let's see. Oregon Trail. How can you play one of these things with an Oregon Trail? Oh, yeah. There it is. 44 bucks. Four left in stock. Man, don't tempt me with that. That is some bullshit. I want that right there. That is some bullshit right there. Yeah. The Space Invaders is still... I still think the, the Miss Pac-Man is the one to do, though, if you're going to get it. Uh, yeah, it looks like uh, that's the thing to do. Of course, Qbert is always a favorite, and it's purple, and it's twelve ninety nine. I love Qbert. I'm wearing the Qbert right now. Boom. Qbert. How much is it for Qbert? Twelve ninety nine. Shut up. Hold on. Yeah. Let's get that right now. Where I've is this? I already added it to my cart. It's Micro really cool Yeah, look at this. Like Are you kidding really me? Good. Are you freaking kidding? Or I'm doing this now. 
I'm getting the Cooper as well. Like, uh, well, let's watch us compete for the last one in the, on the <laughs> in stock. <laughs> well, I'm gonna hit buy oh, now. Oh. I'm gonna hit buy now, so it's fast. No, I got it. It's too late. I've already done it. I've no. already used this payment. I don't care. I'm going the long route. Here it's goes. Already in my cart. I'm doing you it. Can't have it. Pay with. Go. Place your order. It'll, It'll be, be here, here tomorrow. The, mine will be here on the fourth. <laughs> So you must be closer to to the micro arcade bash. <laughs> I love these though; these are cool, and I don't mind collecting them and right. having them all over the place. They're fine. Yeah, that is fun. All right, just Brian, there. Yeah. you did some stuff on a higher level with uh, the PS3 and some other stuff. What'd you do? What'd you do this? Week? Oh yeah. Oh hi. Um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Carl uh, out your way sent me. Uh, he, he he heard me fawning over your PS3 inbox that you got last week. Yeah, and was kind enough to send me a PS3. Uh, and some games. What? So I'm pretty stoked about that because I purchased um, a DJ Hero. I've been playing a lot of DDR lately, and I was I was like, you really? know, I really never got into yeah. So Dance Dance Revolution. I, I really haven't been playing like on a lot the pad, of, like hook it up on the floor and do the thing and everything. Oh yeah, I got the Konami pad. I got two Konami pads for my PS2. Get some video right. of this. Dance Dance Revolution, baby. Yeah. Also got High School Musical three, but that's another story entirely. Um. But yeah, I, I went in. So I got this, and I, I've been picking up like hardware that I never got a chance that I always thought was too, you know, gimmicky back in the day. Mm. Like the DJ Hero, I got brand new in a box for like twelve dollars yeah. for the PS3, and I hadn't repaired my PS3 that I picked up. Remember the one that had the Motorola in it? Oh yeah, I hadn't finished fixing it yet. So man, this saves me a lot of time. So thank you, Carl, for that donation, so that I could finally move on with life. And uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, to to playing with my with my DJ. Yeah, wiki wiki woo woo wiki wiki wiki. DJ Hero was cool, yep. man. That was a cool concept. I like it. It really was, and I hadn't played it, but I was ex- I was excited excited for a couple of reasons. First of all, because it matches is that satin silver, which matches all my other stupid silver stuff that I have back here. Um, and so I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, but I also got in, you know, last week I showed you the 32X that plugs into the top of the Genesis that I'm working on. Yeah. Uh, and I I ordered, I couldn't put my hands on my Star Wars 32X cartridge, so I ordered another one, and it came in. And I'm uh, so we're going to get a chance to probably look at that this week. I hope Star Wars hope. is the wait. Which one is that one? That's oh. the, uh, the where they kind of uh, recreated the the um vectors arcade? yeah the arcade yeah. one right yeah they, they yeah they recreated the uh the arcade one so i've got it i've got it plugged in right i there, forgot so they we'll even see. did that on the 32x that is a yeah, memory i forgot so. nice nice I'm pretty stoked. well that's great congratulations moving on up everybody we've done it moving on up <laughs> uh all right. son is uh is a is a is just a derivative work of of uh another uh, uh english TV show, Scott. Yeah, called that? Potato and Crummy P- or something. Potato like. and Sun. No, it was still Sun. What was it? It was uh, pa- port- S- Striker and Sun. I can't. No, it's definitely not <laughs> Striker. Striker on the brain. I can promise you that. That is not it. I don't remember though. Right. But we learned it on Film Sack, and you all should learn it as well. Whatever the hell it was. Yes, yeah. but I see people are in the in the chat room going. PS3 is not a, is not retro, but you can play some if you get the right models of PS3. You can play some older stuff, so it yeah. still it still uh, allows me to to play some retro it's stuff. It's also so, an old it's yeah, an well, older console, and we're not we're not covering the PS3. We're just telling you that Brian got right. a thing and is doing a thing. So there. I'm doing a thing. It's is you know, but it's still it's good. It's good. Step toe and son. That's it. The wraith knows. Step toe and step, son. 
Yep. Except over there, they were, hello, governor. I don't know how we have some. We have some scripts. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna sell them. I'm coming to see you, lady. Elizabeth, yep, it still be Elizabeth, Elizabeth, wouldn't it? Yeah, it was. It would still be. It would still be Elizabeth. Yeah, she's been there a long time. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, on that note, this. Shall we play a game? Hell yeah, man! Today we play a game, and that game is well, it's a bunch of them, but it's a series called a the Strike series. series: Jungle, Desert, Urban, Soviet, and Nuclear. These were a big deal. Uh, Soviet nuclear were nuclear. I don't want to say that nu- wrong because I get nuclear. Shit uh, that will those games showed up on PlayStation, and we'll get to those as well as I guess the Saturn had one of them. Soviet, I yeah, think. the Saturn, uh, the Saturn had these Soviet strike. That's right, Soviet. But nuclear yeah. was p- purely PS one, and also marks the last one, which uh, I think sucks, and I hope they do something with it again, but. We'll get to all that here in a second, but let's talk about it. It is a series of video games, tactical mission-based helicopter military business created by Mike Posehn, uh, John Patrick Patrick oh, Manley, good, and Tony good, Barnes. Good job. Well, on the name? Well, it's because he's like the comedian. Um, uh, oh. What's his name? Uh, something. Brian Posehn. Comedian, co- comedian Posehn? Yeah, you know Brian Posehn? You know him. You'd see him and go, oh, that guy. Yeah, I've seen him and everything. Oh, he's, yeah, probably what I would say. Yeah, all right, yeah. yeah he's an all I'm sorry to interrupt you. I was, just, I was just impressed by your pronunciations. <laughs> I wonder if they know each other. Anyway, John Patrick Manley and uh, Tony Barnes. Uh, they released these games between 1991 and 97. That was the entire run of the series. These were all electronic arts games, various platforms, SNES, and of course, Genesis is where things started. The Genesis versions were considered the best uh playing but the SNES version had the best sound that's a typical thing back then yeah um but I, I I really do like the Genesis versions over the SNES versions because of the control there's something tighter about it um oh yeah it's it, it, so this this thing this thing was you can't hardly find somebody who had a Sega Genesis that didn't have Desert Strike on it. Oh, you yeah. might not have. You might not have followed up with the Jungle Strike and Urban Strike, but you probably definitely have a Desert Strike. And even today, mm-hmm. when I look at uh, when I look at you know on eBay or wherever I'm looking for old consoles and stuff, and they'll have a couple of games they're going to throw in. It's always a Jungle Strike in there. I mean, yep. I said I said Jungle. Yep. I meant Desert Strike. There's always a Desert Strike. So always, yeah. Strike. That was a very popular game. Probably not going to be worth that much now because they were so numerous. So but, many. Uh, abundant. It was uh, these multi-directional shooters. You viewed it from the overhead top down. Uh, the first two games of the series were 2D, obviously, and used sprites uh, that mm-hmm. kind of gave you the illusion of 3D depth. But you got the 3D polygon business later with the PlayStation 1. And it was yes. fine for what it was at the time. It looks pretty muddy now, but we'll get to all that uh, here in a second. Um, I like I did keep it. dropping, dropping, it was muddy, it sucked. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it was bad. PlayStation's bad. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> It's just so ugly. But anyway, um, I wanted to say that it was at this stage of our conversation last week while we were kind of doing some early research and conversation back and forth about the games and stuff that I went and found the story behind why Electronic Arts has those tall, weird cartridges with a little oh, yellow okay. so stupid we, thing on yeah, it. Yeah, we we had kind of talked a little bit because, you know, if, if you're not familiar with the uh, Genesis EA carts, they do have like a, a little tab, a little yellow tab. They're taller than most other carts. And they got a tab. And I'll, I got one here, I think. Go ahead. Okay. So here's the deal. These, thi- <laughs> these things looked, I'll get a picture of so chat can see it. I'm sure they're familiar. 
Yeah. Here oh, I'm sure. I'm sure if you've seen a oh, if you've seen one, you've seen a million. There you go. There's that NHL yeah. '94. There's Brian's. Hold on, let me show you Brian's. Brian's right there. Look at that. See, see that little notch. See that little weird yellow thing. So a lot of people thought, oh, that must be some kind of cool battery backup, or that's some kind of. There's a reason. They must have a reason. Blah blah. Some fancy business with the you know Madden can't run without the special yellow hoo ha. Turns out, completely cosmetic absolutely does nothing and them breaking the mold and going with this different cartridge style which is also taller and a little more angular than the curved front normally shorter genesis cartridges right the reason that they did that is they got in this big fight with with uh sega because they wanted it this is so ea too it's going to piss everybody off <laughs> ea wanted to get lower pricing or lower or a better deal on the uh licensing to use the console so right. what Sega was doing was basically getting the same rate Nintendo was from everybody. So they kind of yes. matched their two deals. And EA is like, well, we want a better deal. And they wouldn't give it to them. And they got in this big back and forth. And at one point, I don't have it right in front of me, so I can't give you the exact details. But at one point, Sega says something to the effect. And this is so stupid. They said, look, you'll just have to reverse engineer our console if you want to do anything different. So EA went back and reverse engineered their console and said, well, now we know how to make these cartridges and we know all about your hardware, so we'll just sell an EA device and screw you guys, we'll get all the money. And then right. Sega's like, oh, no, you know what? Well, you can come over here. You'll be fine. We'll give you a better deal. And then and EA says, okay, but we get to make cool cartridges that set us apart and nobody else looks like ours. Okay, they said. So they made it. They made this tall-ass thing with a fake yellow piece of business on the side. And bam, there's your dumb story. I was always hoping, oh, there's a special memory chip or a battery in there. Yeah. No, none of that. I thought that I thought that too. And and then I thought, well, I knew that Nintendo kind of like that's how they uh copy that's how they kind of locked everybody into those that their cart stuff because they would sell the you know, they would sell the developer their mm-hmm. carts, you mm-hmm. know, and so they would make a little extra money there. And I figured that's what it was. I was figured I figured that Genesis probably had like a copyright on the shape or something stupid. They and did. then EA was like, we can circumvent that. We'll just make it a little bit different and unique and we'll put a little yellow tab on it. But that that makes sense. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Yes. Yeah. They were they were a little pissy about it. But uh as it turns EA, out, get out of yeah, here. I know, weird, right? All this time, uh, whatever. But back then, they were making really great games, and this this series is certainly one of those one of those games. I don't want this to be an EA bash fest. They tip, they happen to be in kind of the toilet right now in terms of player opinion. However, they had I liked their day. EA. In in 1992, I still liked EA. They were still using their old uh, multiple shaped uh, shapes logo, right? The square mm-hmm. circle to cone. Yeah, so I, yeah. I I was still okay with them. One hundred percent same. I, I agree with you. They're not. They weren't the EA that we all you know lament now. Yeah. Uh, those games though, I had uh, all of them except the PlayStation games. And here's what's weird about that: I didn't know those existed, and I <laughs> went all through the PS One era being a fan of the previous generation Strike series and never knew they made new ones. Yeah. I don't know why. Did they market them bad? Did I just not notice? Did I not hear about it in all the magazines I'm subscribed to? How did I the miss the PlayStation was, 1's version of that? I don't know. Yeah. The year know. was 1996, so we we were like a year in the in North America. We were like a year after the launch of the, the PlayStation. You were right in the middle of making families, making your family. So, I mean, I, eh, was, I, 20, I, miss I was 25 years old, 24, whatever, in my 20s. Yeah. And loving it 
And yeah. I didn't have a ton Love of expendable it. income, but I was like, you know, better than being some teenager trying to beg his parents for a new game. It was like, hey, there's a new thing out. And if I'd have known, I would have played st- the Strike series on PlayStation. I didn't know they were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't and know how. I think we were kind of also kind of, even even the first one uh, with Desert Strike, we were kind of coming out of, you know, we're going into the the first Gulf War there in the, in the Desert Strike, right? Yeah. That, that's, Where we were all that stuff is yeah, right in 92. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, and so by the by ninety six, maybe we're a little sick of uh, of war. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Chat room says uh, Scott and Brian are finally talking about Choplifter, uh, but it's in the form of the Strike series. <laughs> you know true. what? You're not wrong. There are aspects to this that are straight out of that. Like you are often doing a mission where part of it or all of it is go to this base, destroy the defenses, and then pick up the five or six freaking chucklehead idiots that are stranded yeah. there and bring them back yeah. to town. That's straight up choplifter. As 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 the story goes on Sega-16.com, Trip likes choplifter. The strike games have their origin in another famous helicopter shooter, Sega's choplifter. EA's president, Trip Hawkins, approached Posein and asked him to come up with something similar, not wanting to directly emulate the competition. Posein came with the unique idea of the helicopter control sharing the best two viewpoints. It was a third-person view with first-person controls. He commented when he spoke to him. Oh, he, that's what he said. He talked to so the so he had talked to them in 2005. The uh, the the Sega 16.com yeah. uh, website. Yeah. And so yeah. So but then I was like cool. But then I also uh, went to uh, archive.org and according to Electronic Games 1992 interview, uh, the initial inspiration, however, came from the original producer Tom Casey who was later replaced by Richard Robbins, was a fan of Choplifter. Somebody at, at EA was a fan of Choplifter. Yeah, is the, clearly. Is, is the end story. Yeah. Clearly, because there's there is a lot here, uh, quote-unquote, lifted from Choplifter. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's a nice sort of pseudo-3D change in the PlayStation version's true 3D. So, you had, you know, you ended yeah. up with a, a lot more That's strategic stuff and whatever. I would actually argue one of the, the weaknesses of the Strike series is the strafe mechanic, which is vital. Um, yeah. you cannot play that game without the strength mechanic and live, uh, is hard to learn and master. And, um, it, and my yeah. only, my only complaint about the steam deck is I think it's bumper buttons, LB and L, uh, RB, I think right. are a little unwieldy. It's the only part of the control scheme on the deck I think could use a little bit of ergonomic work. And as a result, right. it, it kind of cr- gave me a bit of a cramp, but, um, right. But yeah. And, and in 92, there. you would have been, if you played this in the Genesis, which is where I played it. Um, you had uh, three buttons on that Genesis controller, D-pad, three buttons, a start button. And it, in order to strafe, you had to use your – you had to hold down the A button yeah. and then move left to right. So it was even more complicated because that was also – could be mapped uh, to to one of your weapons. You can accidentally fire off a missile and go, daggum it, anyway. Yeah. It is a pain in the ass, that stuff on the Genesis. In particular, however, the uh, six-button controller helped alleviate that with further further down the road. And in the SNES uh, case, you had the shoulder button so you could do your strafing uh, with L and R. And that made a big difference uh, gameplay-wise. I just wish the SNES version played as smoothly 
like movement and gameplay and control mm-hmm. as the Genesis version did. And I never really understood why not. It was a weird thing that they were different. Faster, uh, faster processor, not blast processing, but it did. It could, I think, render more sprites, right? I think that's what we've learned over the years. It could do. And this is all about the sprites, because what we have here is a helicopter that was not rendered in 3d but it was designed using 3d models and it is a sprite and if you look at it that's a lot of sprites because we got a we got a rotor and we've got you know we got a spinning blades on the top and we've got light reflections and little ladders coming down and so i think the genesis just had these sprite rendering capabilities a little bit better than the SNES. I, I agree. I think it um, it just plays better. If you guys at home want to try that, if you've got both and you can you can sort of do a side by side, you'll you'll just it just feels better. It, I'm not saying it won't really, work for you. It'll be fine. Right. It's but, really important too because one of the things that makes this game fun that that makes it really stand out is what they call momentum, where yeah. the helicopter has like weight to it because when you you it takes a little time to accelerate, but once you get to you know your maximum acceleration, then it takes a little bit of time to stop too, and so it feels floaty and it feels like you're you know arcade wise flying a apache helicopter right or yeah whatever, it's a bit like, like having a car like a racing game where it's not yeah. all just stiff you can actually you know create that those it's not real physics obviously but you can create a sense right. of physicality it's that just makes the physics. game feel deeper and and more interesting and you can turn that off How, by the way but i never are did you, are you playing the amiga version on screen right now no, because those genesis. graphics look okay that's genesis now there was an amiga version that had much better graphics. Oh, I didn't I, know the Amiga version even existed. That's cool. Oh, the Amiga version is the most superior version of them all. It really looks good. And I swear if the I, I swear that video footage you're playing looks more like looks more like the Amiga version. I'm trying to look back at my Sega Genesis right now and see if it happened to be up in that ocean scene. But um yeah, it's it it looks really good. It's uh, that's that's the place to play it if you can emulate it. But Amiga is kind of a pain in the butt to emulate, and especially when it comes down to controllers and you end up using a freaking keyboard or something. So I've got some footage here. Oh yeah, this looks pretty good. Um, yeah, let me see if you can. There's my little shapes. There's my window blind shapes. Yeah. Oh yeah, way more frames of animation. You know, as usual, little blur. (laughs) I could have gone for a Neo Geo port of this game. That would have been really good. Yeah, that looks really nice. Those explosions look really good. Yeah. Um, Well, we almost got a 3DO uh, instead of a PlayStation once we got the Soviet strike. So, hmm. well, the 3DO version, uh, or not, sorry, 3DO ended up having that really good, I always forget the name when we talk about it. Oh, uh, Return Fire was called. Oh, okay. Return Fire is basically this game, but you have a Jeep and a tank and like a choice of vehicles. But it's kind of this it's the, it's go out, do a mission, come back, dump off your shit, go back, do it again. You know, it's that kind of game. Um, look at all this. Look at the menu and stuff, too, Scott. Look how. Oh, it's so much better. How fancy this is. I want to. Can I? We need to get this ROM. Let's find this ROM. Yeah, I I have that uh, ROM for the Amiga. Actually, I, I went to archive. Okay, so let's talk about how to get these games. Well, considering EA abandoned it, you can go to places like myabandonware.com. I forget the exact address, but if you just look for abandoned games and Desert Strike Return to the Gulf, you'll find it. It's mm. out there. Go to archive.org if you want to, if you feel a little safer there. It's there. They're all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Amiga version, like I said, I had no trouble uh, finding an Amiga version, and uh, I did emulate it a little bit. But my I, my control setup wasn't 
where I wanted it to be. So I was, I booed out and said, boo. Oh yeah. And I didn't that. think about that. Cause the Amiga, I mean, what was the control situation on that thing? Was it like, yeah, uh, it, it has, if your if your emulation is set up, you're going to have a, you're going to have a controller. It's going to be cool, but, but it was a little more work than I wanted to do this yeah, week. Yeah. So I was just like, mm, I said, I'll come back to that later. So I had to use like uh, we've had to use the keyboard. So that was lame. I, think lame. I, I might track this down and play this on there. Yeah. You should totally play. I it. got the Amiga. I got the Amiga cores. I just got to, Give it a shot. I need to order the Amiga Mini, the A five hundred. I need to do it. Yeah. Stop. Stop. Just go. Is this on there though? I, ordered, I don't. I don't but think I this ordered Cubert already. I don't. I don't have any more discretionary. <laughs> oh, I know. You spent your Cubert money. You're out. <laughs> uh, let's hear a little sound from the game. Here is the music for Desert Strike, and it's a lot like the rest of the games in the series. So that's why I chose this one. Here you go. That's some Genesis bullshit there, isn't it? Yeah. Just listen and to that. I believe that was thanks to Rob Hubbard. He, wasn't he like a C64 kind of guy? Did a lot of audio stuff. But yeah, British El- composer. That's what, that's what it was. L. Ron Hubbard did it. Uh, yeah, Rob Hubbard, not L. Ron. Oh, L. Rob Hubbard. Got it. Rob Hubbard. Yeah. L. in front of there. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's. I just remember getting my getting my cheese melting i was excited i yeah, got that game going dude, i was it, like yeah woo listen to this music it, yeah come to, you load the card up and while you're trying to you get your controller and everything ready that pops up you got your desert strike it really gets you amped up unfortunately this is the era of the, what the two megabyte cartridges so if that you only get that in the intros and in the cutscenes. And then there's nothing in between where you just got the, the copter going. Yeah. I mean, here it is, basically. I mean, let me turn this up a bit. Yeah, there there it is. So you get a little music at the top. You get a lot of that. This is the Genesis version. You know, some pretty cheese ball sound effects. Nothing yeah. great. Yeah. Um, but it's a completely, completely musicless gameplay. Yeah. But then in between, you got soldier and it's all text but it's like soldier we need you to get in there and do a strike on the desert with the thing and it's gonna be great you, or whatever you gotta, you gotta stop you gotta stop the war before it stops because madman kilbasa is is <laughs> his name is kilbaba i think or something like yeah. that but you know it's it's, it's, it's reflective in part of uh, what was going on in reality, and also was it reality at all? Because the war had not had, had not started at this point uh, when they first started developing this game. But the uh, all that CNN coverage uh, during the first war did inform the rest of development. Oh of yeah, Desert Strike. Yeah, goal. without so, without question, I think this stuff is yeah. absolutely uh, in, influenced by the stuff of the time. You would then move on to this a little better. Much, but this is the upgrade. You're in a Comanche helicopter now instead of an Apache, right? Yeah, and couldn't you choose? I think there was a choice at some point of different helicopters. You, yeah, you would. You would start having other helicopters. There's, I think there's, is this the one that has the Blackhawk, more of a transport? I'm trying to remember if this is the one that was that. But anyway, you can uh, do multiple remember. vehicles in this one. Like we should that. say, this is Jungle Strike for those wondering which one Jungle we're talking Strike. about. So Jungle Strike the, was the first sequel. Came out in 1993. Three. Yeah. Next year. Yeah. The yep. very next year, which was awful quick. Yep. I thought. 
<laughs> yeah, not quick, quick turnaround, but we we're still talking about, you know, small dev teams. Did we mention that Amy Hennig, remember her yeah. from a few weeks back when we did the Legacy of Kane series? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did some artwork on uh, on the Desert Strike, the first one as well. She got a little credit there for some of the secondary assets, I believe. But yeah. Um, love her old this, school involvement in gaming. I think that stuff's great because yeah. now she's like in the highest echelon of game creation and yes. it's just cool to see somebody who's been there from then forward, you know, it's awesome. Yes. Love you know that. what I really hated though? Mm. Well, it's, first of all, we start jungle strike in Washington, DC because you got to stop the terrorists because they're going to try to, uh, they're, they're seizing government buildings, yep. AKA landmarks yep. in Washington. <laughs> yep. And so they're all, they're all in these, you know, these Libyan terrorist vans like you see in Back to the Future <laughs> or yeah. in some kind of modified bus. And I'm like, how'd they get here? Yeah. And where's all the rest of the traffic? Anyway, um, this one really gave me trouble because uh, of the snafu system. And the snafu system is that when you play these games, if uh, if you're in a mission and suddenly you make things become impossible to finish the scenario or the mission, you have to go land, go back to base, land, and restart the level. Yeah, you restart, basically. You can't just hit start and yeah. restart. I wish you could. No, um, you can't. And now, so, so, man, I would, and these stupid terrorists would hide behind, like, the Washington Monument or different things. They'd be, like, behind them. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, I'd always pick a bad co-pilot. And so, the co-pilots are important in this game because if you pick one that can't shoot worth crap, yeah. they're going to end up shooting the monuments and stuff. And then you get the snafu and you got to freaking start back over. Yeah. I really, I love hated this game because of, because, of, because of the <laughs> of snafu. how, it, how yeah. it, it was so easy for me to screw up. I didn't feel like I was screwing up nearly as much in desert. It's Strike definitely a harder game. Strike. No doubt. It got easier yeah. again the next year with urban, but I think jungle strike yeah, was yeah. a, was a marked increase of, of difficulty. Where's the jungle? Is this the concrete jungle? I don't get it. It comes later. Yeah. And some people complained about 94's urban strike being too easy. And that dinged yeah. the game, but I actually found it to be a much more inviting experience. Even back then, I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I won't get so pissed. I'll throw my controller through the wall. I'll actually yeah. enjoy this." I I did find it easier to uh, in in the engagements, but I did find it easier for me to screw up. Like uh, it, it was like I said, it it was very common for me to do that. And uh, yeah, yeah, I would blow monument up because I'm I, I always pick the wrong stupid co-pilot. Yeah. It's important to pick a good co-pilot. Now, I want you all to hear this. So we we didn't, and you kind of mentioned this, but Son of Killbaba. Yes, the Son bad, of Killbaba. The bad guy from the first game. He shows up in Jungle Strike and teams up with Colombian drug lord. What's his yeah. name? Do we have his name? Uh, or, or T- Ortega? Ortega is, is a generic <laughs> Colombian drug lord. It's like Ortega. Yeah. Yeah. And they get revenge. Yeah. Um, there's yeah, also a I- motorbike, hovercraft, some stealth stuff in there. Uh, you gotta get to fly the 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 stealth helicopter there, or was it the stealth bomber? I, can't stealth bomber, I thought it was a stealth they, helicopter. Though. I think it was a stealth bomber mission, wasn't it? You float over been. and drop I, a bomb. I don't remember. It might have been. I'm getting some of these kind of. It's easy to mix up. them up. Yeah, I don't yeah. blame you. <laughs> I, I do it all of all the effing time. Um, and this is on everything as well, man. Like the first one. This one is on the Genesis, DOS, Amiga, 500, 1200, the CD32 for the Amiga. Pfft, never yeah. mess with that. Remember that the SNES. Game Gear, mm-hmm. Game Boy, Super Game Boy. How yeah, were those versions? How was the PSP? Super Game Boy version? Do we know how that was? was um, it's, well, of course, the Game Boy, Super Game Boy is just the ability to plug in the Game Boy cart into the Super NES, and it would Which, have a color palette, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, color, yeah. And, and then, yeah, so it, that's probably the preferred way to play it because... 
the sprites are so small. Yeah, they're, they're pretty small tiny. to begin with. They're pretty tiny. What I like about sometimes the handheld version of games like this is they just go for simplicity and fun. And yes, sometimes that's what I want. That. You know, just yeah. get in, go for it, and don't worry too much about all the skill crap. Just play the game and yeah. have a good time. Yeah, but I, I think that's what I read in one of the uh, gaming magazines of the time. They said, they they did mention that. They were like, oh, the superior experience is definitely going to be the Super Game Boy. You're going to want to play this on the TV because, yes, it is more simplified, but, you know, the characters are so freaking small. Like, the, the people, like the humans, mm-hmm. they're so small. Yeah, little bitty peoples. Hardly you. I'm half time getting shot at by I don't know what because they're, they're out in the dirt somewhere and they look like the dirt. So, they do. They like the dirt. I'm about to like see the these dirt. guys. Uh, someone in the chat room, Drench Wildfire, said something very funny. He says the leader's name in Jungle Strike was Pace Ortega Pico de Gallo. <laughs> that's about where the... That's kind of how I felt like they were naming this stuff. These were true Americans uh, who were designing these games because it was like, uh, what's a good Middle Eastern name made up? Kill Baba. That sounds good. Yeah, Kill Who's Baba. Who's a good drug lord? Yeah. Ortega. Ortega. It's, <laughs> pretty sad actually <laughs> it's pretty but these guys were all in this is the early 90s they're all in they're all wanting to make movies they're all wanting to make movies in their games and they're all thinking of all of those great 80s action flicks oh yeah because you know my we're talking who how does he's like 45 right so mike uh posain is like 45 at this point yeah. so he's all people yeah He's a uh, he's about to get his AR, AARP uh, letter, you know. <laughs> he's getting his colon looked at by Doctor yeah, uh, Slippy his, Fingers. Uh, yeah, it's perfect. Last week we talked about a game designer who was nineteen and you know created Kirby. This week we're talking about an old man who's you know get off my lawn. I'm going to have to send in the strike team after you. That's right. That's right. Uh, then comes Urban Strike the following year. So they're really on a roll here. Ninety two, ninety three, ninety four. Yeah. Just boom, boom, boom. They're doing like Madden here. And on uh, this one, uh, they have the greatest intro music of all time. I'm now going to play it for you. Fle- bask in the glory that is this intro I'm, music. I, I am prepared. It's amazing. Hey. I mean, how, it's still a riff on the original, but how great is that? Especially this bit. It's so bad, dude. I love it. I love Don it. Veca is here to to entertain you with his radical release, right? I guess. Awesome. I guess that's one way of putting it. Um, this was Urban Strike. You had to stop a dictator from using a big ass laser. Guess and, who uh, the dictator is? What's Surprise! His name? What's his name? It's Ortega. I bet. Oh shit! Because that's how all of these games go. Remember, remember the guy that got away in the last game? He's back. You've made a mistake. Yeah, you've- you screwed up. You thought you had him, but you didn't. And now, trouble's afoot. Because- but it makes sense because that's what we do in America, man. We go you know, go do operation, and while destroying the current enemy, we uh, give rise to the next one. So it's, that's what we do. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, yeah, you got your... Uh- <laughs> it gets worse, by the way. We'll get to all the later. The PlayStation ones are even cheesier. <laughs> Um, but because at some point I feel like they just gave up on trying to be cool, realistic, sort of, you know, it's yeah, still military were... porn, but they're not, you know, they're not being, why is he rescuing the Smurfs? I don't um, know why they're the yeah. Smurfs. They look blue and Smurfy. I don't know why. 
Sorry, no more room, man. I don't know we what's going on. We can only fit six Smurfs in this thing. This one's okay, but this, this, got, this got easier a little bit, which I appreciated, but it also didn't do anything super new with the series, and a lot of people complained about that. They really wanted to yeah. see it uh, expand, and it was really just more of the same. Yeah, uh, so and it was the third year in a row, right? And it, it's and like you said, it's, it's kind of stopped being as topical. Like the first one was like all kinds of topical we couldn't get enough of the war when it first started. It's like, oh yeah, I need, we need 24 hours of CNN telling us everything, and I want to go, you know, live the experience. I want to suck it up and absorb it. And then, like by '96, we were like, I'm kind of tired. Yeah, a little bit <laughs> tired of it. And you heard this again. <laughs> Just more of this. Listen. Yeah. And we talk to- much about how much the first three, especially, you know, how much strategy and resource management you had to do because you had to watch your armor and your fuel oh, and you had to watch your missiles yeah. and maybe too much you know yeah it was yeah it it was it was tough you had to find like uh on the maps and it was this was like assassin's creed early kind of style where it's like you didn't have like any on-screen maps you had to like pop into the start button and, and look to see where you at on the map and what your resources were. Were you running low on fuel? They'll, they'll let you know in game with a little flash real quick, but you can easily get low on fuel and be like, uh-oh, if you're out of fuel, guess what? You're going down. Yeah, it's uh, it's got down. a lot of stuff to juggle, and that's fine, and I understand the complexity actually adds to the game for people, but I think, for I example, like your main gun, your 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 machine gun, should just be unlimited right. ammo. Take that card from other games. I just make I, that yeah, I kind of out. I kind of thought the same thing too. Um it does need to be kind of unlimited ammo or at least a little it's it's kind of well, I think you start like a 1500 or something and they they go a little slow. It's not like it, it, To me can, it's Master Chief. It. Do it like Master Chief. Give him a pistol yeah. that never runs out of ammo. There's your pistol. Yeah. You know? There's your pistol. So worst case wrong. is you squander your missiles, you f up and use too many of your bombs and now you're out. Well at least you can try to survive with that damn pistol. And in this game, yeah. it was like, oh, you're out of pistol bullets. Well, now you got five of those missiles. And when that's done, it's just the whole snafu bull crap again. So, yeah, it's time to head back in. You know what? Mission failed. I'm with you too, also. I'm like, just tell me mission failed. Don't make me tuck my tail between my legs and fly all the back to the beginning. Because you know what? I'm not. I'm just going to crash. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, just going to crash. Or I'll do a save state crash. and uh, I'll, I'll emulate this and save state it. And then you are yeah. then you can all bite my butt. Well, yeah, that's another thing, too. We're still in the 1992 to 94. We didn't have any memory cards, so we had password saves, which is kind of cool because that means you can just get a uh, magazines. We're constantly just letting you know. It's like, oh, yeah, well, if you type in this passcode, you get 10 lives mm-hmm. and uh, you can start off and and or 10, I think they call them attempts. I don't think they call them lives in this, but you get like... I think it is called attempts. Oh. I think that's right. Yeah. But yeah. I'll tell you, that did you have, did you get a snapshot of the iconic, uh, basically you failed whenever your helicopter crashed for the third time? Oh, I freaking Alive. love it, dude. It's my favorite, right. uh, especially in yeah. Desert Strike. It's so this sad. cheese ball art of... Uh, of let's yeah. see if I can find it real quick. I forgot to put it. Oh, yeah, here it is. So let me put this out for the for the chat to see this. This is amazing. And if you're it's home, soul crushing. If you're at home and you don't see this, I'd recommend checking it out. But when you're done, this is what you get: just a beat the crap helicopter. It's on fire. I think it's this guy's dead. Fire. I think this dude's dead. You're, you're both the guys. Both that you're both you and your co-pilot Nick. I think Nick is the one in, the, in with his face in the in the dirt. Yeah, I think Nick's in the dirt. And, uh, you're sleeping on a cactus. Like it's the you're worst. You're sleeping on a cactus in the 
I guess that's something that happens in the desert <laughs> Gulf Strike. They have cactuses in that desert. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yes, it's not good. It's not good. Your your blades are all over the place. One of your wings has fallen off. It's it's quite tragic. All right. Before I get tragic. a bunch of emails about uh, this, I guess Master Chief never did run out of ammo. Uh, with right. a pistol i'm just that's not the game i'm thinking of there's other games where you okay. get a pistol with unlimited ammo that's what i want well i i there's plenty of games to do it i i took your point i, yeah. I thank I you for taking point. my point yes um here's a ground vehicle way, sequence on urban by the way look at this chat look at this little white little truck thing with the turrets on it you're you're not even that's flying cool. that shit look at that yeah oh. that's and that's an urban strike right because yeah. you get to do there's like a, there's a whole bunch of vehicles you can you get to ride in on uh, Urban Strike. Uh, that, I think it's on Jungle Strike. I think they they introduced the multiple vehicles, but then Urban Strike had a whole butt ton more, much including more, yeah. Yeah. including the producers pushing for a on foot mission. Oh, thanks, but no thanks. Thanks for the I three like to pixels. Stay in my vehicle. Yeah, the yeah. three uh, poorly animated pixels of a, what we think might be a man. Freaking f off. Right. <laughs> I agree. I hate that. I I yeah. hate that mission, and I didn't like that they thought that that fit. That was a bummer. Yeah, it was dumb. It was short, it was, but it was dumb. Yeah. Was uh, dumb. So there's that. Uh, now, I'd like to scurry your attention over to this horribleness I'm about to play. <laughs> this you is say uh, horrible. I say 32-bit era full motion video. Give me some. Okay. Give me some. Here's some then. A lot of random events seem to be adding up. The black market's buzzing, and somebody's running the Blue Play Special on weapons. Troops are on the move everywhere. Our operatives in the region have been methodically compromised. I've got a serious digital vibe that a well-orchestrated conspiracy is being played. Yeah, he's your computer guy. A lot. Oh, whoops, There's your Hackman. That's your... Hackman. <laughs> yes, kind of Pac-Man. Uh, no, Hackman. Oh, Hackman. Yeah. You say Pac-Man? I was thinking of the let's play Pac-Man guy, but not. let's play Pac. No, no, that's that's our that's our hacker, and you know because he's got three different levels of glasses. Yeah. Uh, well, and you know he's a high tech dude. He needs to see a yeah, lot of things, and uh, yeah. why wouldn't you? Um, but this is the PlayStation One Soviet Strike from 1996. They skipped a year and went to a new platform, 32-bit era business. Uh, less Mike gone are the uh, small vol- small development team. So uh, Mike Posehn yeah. and these other guys not there anymore. Yeah, and uh, originally designed for the 3DO, this thing ended up here. Um, full motion video, like Brian mentioned, between missions and mission preppers and all that stuff is all FMV. Cheesy, cheesy, but horrible. I love maybe it. some of the best full motion video stuff from that time because it looked like found footage. Yeah, I mean they found a. Uh, a way to mix it in good. It didn't feel like they were trying to make a Hollywood production. It felt like you were watching found footage. But the quick like. edits and stuff were absolutely like a Bruckheimer ripoff. Like they oh, were absolutely. trying to, you know, be like that some action movie at the time, oh, which yeah. is fine. That's totally. all this stuff is anyway. Uh, the yeah. difference here, though, and you can turn this off at the select button and play like the traditional uh, camera mode. But this game is behind the back. Ooh. It's third person. If you hit yeah. select, it will switch over and you're now just like old strike games. I'm a little yeah. torn on this. I think I like being behind the helicopter, but there are times where it benefited me to switch and be kind of floating around the way you're used to in a strike game. Yeah. Uh, I, I yeah. liked, I like the default. I like fly. I, I like going behind it. It just fit. I totally kind of forgot about it after I did like a few minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, 
it just works. My problem it is works. I keep hitting the select button thinking it's the map and it's not. It's start. Oh yeah. 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 You used use the start this time around. Uh Genesis only had one button and and it was more where the select button would be. So yeah, you just hit the start button. Yeah. Um the good news is though we got heads up stuff on here and we got we got a you know, we got our information that we need right on the screen. Yeah, you direction. don't have to pause to see how many bullets you have left, which is so stupid. No. Thank God. Yeah. I, I and you got music yeah. all the way through, oh, yeah. making it feel really good. Yeah, it's good. I, I'm going to just go ahead and say, of all of the these that I played, the most fun I had was with Desert Strike. I think the original is a classic. Yeah. Second most fun I had, Soviet. It's almost hard to compare the two. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're really, I mean, yeah, there are things that are similar, but it's, I don't know. It, I feel like it's a totally different game. There's a momentum to it that, uh, like, there's a story-driven element that pushes you uh, in a way that the first ones didn't. These are all meant to be open world, uh, you know, kind of choose where you want to go. But if you want the best experience, you better follow the directions. Yeah. And in this one, it felt like the the cutscenes and the alerts and the phone calls that are coming in to let you know what you got to do next. It all just seemed to gel. Yeah, and it was it, that stuff ran together real well. I thought I agree with you. Yeah, the, pr- the production on it is super good. Um, the audio I think is a big step up. Uh, I'm going to play some of yeah. that for you here. Check this out. punch the hole i'll scoop the meat that's one of my favorite things you do like after the thing it's like that's the first two drops or first two uh stages you have to complete you drop a you drop a i think i see their nick or maybe one of the other guys you picked up and he he jumps in this bulldozer kind of thing and he just he just bulldozes his way through the next area which is what this game is all about you're rewarded if you follow the mission objectives as they are given, because when you do, the next piece is weaker. And this is true all the way back to the original Desert Strike. If you do this thing first, then the next place will be easier because you're weakening their defenses yeah. as you go along. Some of that uh, you, don't go in guns blazing, think about it first, yeah. do the work you got to do, and then you're going to have a better time once you get into the yeah, yeah. Into the scrum. Not that you can't destroy the airport without destroying the power plant, but you're going to be in trouble if you try. Yeah. Yeah, this is a cool game, and I'm I, I'm seriously bummed I didn't know about it until we did the research here on how I how I didn't know the PlayStation versions were even a thing. I don't know how I did that. Like I, I still never played. To I, I I I don't think I ever played any of the PlayStation ones until this time around. It, it looked familiar, but I think I just either played a minute or I saw somebody else play. I knew they existed, but I never really played them. And I got to say. I really dug them. I'm actually not bummed that I didn't play it back in the day because I probably would never given it the chance it deserves. And I played a lot of these too, the Soviet and nuclear. I played a lot of them. Nuclear. Uh, this yeah. week. Nuclear. Here's nuclear. another one. Nuclear. That's what this is. Again, kind of the same thing, you know. And Soviet and nuclear are nearly the identical in terms of like look and gameplay. Very, I think the very pace, close. I think the pacing in Soviet's better. Just a better overall I, game. I, I'm with you. So Soviet feels, it feels real complete. Nuclear feels, uh, you you finally do get a, a, a radar on screen. Yeah. Um. So that makes it a little bit easier, and you also get a directional 
uh, on the uh, on on your compass, so you can see which where you can mark your area. Basically, you can say, "I want to I want to go on this mission," and it marks it for you, sort of, kind of, and then you fly in that direction. But I actually feel like it kind of, even though it was more open worldy, mm-hmm. I actually felt like it was a little less. It felt a little more chaotic, and I kind of liked. Soviet strike a little bit better because it did kind of, he didn't really handhold you. You yeah. still had the option to, you know, like, I don't want to go there just yet. You could fly around and do some other stuff, but yeah. you kind of knew what the next step was without too much trouble. It's hard to call Whereas it. New, it's new not state. really full open world, but it's, it's somewhere in the neighborhood, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a, down it's, by the street of, of that. Yeah. They're hand their neighbors basically, but they had uh but Colonel lemonade and nuclear strike was Colonel uh, lemonade. Ex-CIA warlord Colonel Lemonade. Oh, Lemonade. Excuse me. Oh, Lemonade. Um, oh, oh, it is. It is Lemonade, but I like calling him Lemonade. Um, <laughs> Colonel Lemonade. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it was more of a. I. I. It did def- definitely took themselves a little more serious during this time. But then yeah. also they got kind of goofy with it too with the full motion video. So I. I couldn't. I felt like it was a. That's why maybe I didn't like that last one as much because I feel like they didn't lean hard enough into the goof, or they leaned. Maybe they leaned too or not enough into. I don't know. I don't know which it which it is, but it just to me is not as good a game. As ninety six, ninety seven, man. Here's what they need to do. Look, it's it's a IP. They just let and sit there. Make us a new one and go any direction you want. You go. I'm in the cockpit. It's a huge 3D world. Everything's rendered. Do whatever you got to do. That's fine. Or do me a top camera down looking thing just like the old school, but make it all pretty. Make this game, make this series again. I play it now, like tomorrow I'd play it. Right. And get smart about how modern games work with difficulty settings and all the other crap we do. Like make this game happen again. And you know what? I know as I say it, they won't. Because they they're EA and they it. suck and they won't do it, so fine. Right. There's it's, no money in it. it. Yeah, there's no there's no money in it. They they briefly in 2013 uh, renewed some you know copyrights or something, and everybody got excited and lost their craps. Like, oh yeah, something's coming down the pike, but it of course it it didn't. Um, so yeah, it's it's a tough order because I mean, is anybody besides is there a large enough audience for somebody clamoring for this, you know, new nuclear strike? Because if you brought it modern, mm-hmm. if you made it modern, you would lose all the what the charm it had, yeah. right? I mean, this the charm is in. The, I agree. The I agree. I'd rather see like an indie studio do it. That's what I wish people, yeah. big studios, would do more: is take their dead IPs and not just lock them somewhere. Actually, hand yeah. it off to a light, you know, license it to a small company that makes rad stuff, yeah. and let them yeah. make a thing and say, "EA presents this production." Boom! You? There's your game. What's, you weren't doing anything with it anyway. What's going to cost you? Exactly. It would only make you yeah. money. There's no money to be lost here, dumbasses. Right. Um, here's what never happened though Sega CD compilation I remember this getting announced at the 1995 inaugural that was the original Electronic Entertainment Expo E3 and it never got released it was going to have Desert, Jungle and Urban all on the same disc and maybe they felt pressure to like go nuts with FMV or add some of that multimedia stuff and maybe they just got too much work and they didn't think they'd get the return because the Sega CD wasn't selling as well as perhaps they had hoped so right um that's a bummer. I wanted that. that is a that is a bummer. I kind of I'm with you. I I wanted that to happen, and even more so now because um you know we got our we got our new uh, Sega Mini Two, which is going to have some Sega CD games on it. So and, excited! Uh, so excited! Yeah. By the way, 
I've ordered uh, I've ordered one off the I've pre-ordered an Amazon.co.jp. Uh, That's right, the Japanese Amazon. I pre-ordered one of the uh, Sega Mini Twos there. Uh, which is labeled, I think, is the Mega Drive. Mega Drive too, in that yeah. market, yep. and uh, and so and I also ordered uh, pre-ordered one in America, which is supposed to be the North American release, and uh, so they're both coming. Hopefully, when sometime. is that? Do you know when that's happening? Um, was it October or November? I'm trying to remember. Do you remember? Mm, look it up. Also, I gotta tell you, they both are going to come the same week, essentially. Uh, let me take a look here. If it'll show me, there it is. Sales. Uh, actually, it's, uh, I was wrong. November the third through the sixteenth is what my North American release is saying, and I think November the first uh, to something like that on in the, in the Japanese. Because the release date, the official there. release date um, is the twenty seventh, but you'd get it, I guess, in a few days right. after that. So, yeah, twenty seventh yeah. of October. Oh yeah, you're right. Release date does say October twenty uh, seventh. Yeah. You're correct, October twenty seventh. Yes, right, right. I okay. think I yeah. want this. Because I think this time around, Japan is handling. They had a really much bigger success in Japan for the Sega Genesis Mini than it did in North America, even though they did well in North America. Uh, so they've had the uh, Japanese div- uh, division are the ones in charge of all of these. So the, it, the, even the North American ones are coming out of Japan. So it's going to take a few minutes. To, gotcha. It'll take to a get bit. There. Uh, yeah. Still feeds on there. Ooh. Ooh. Big Sega yeah, I think they've only announced like 11 or 12 games so far. It's supposed to be, what, like 30 or something? 30. It's more money than the last one. That's 108 bucks. Yeah, Whereas yeah. The, I uh, think after everything, it's like 108, 120 bucks after shipping and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, it ain't going to be cheap. But I, I've I've had good success with the previous ones, and I, I want it. I want it. I got to collect them all. Yeah, I want this one pretty bad. We'll see. I haven't done the pre-order, yeah. so I probably I would love myself. if they would put at least put Future Cop on there. Could you yeah, do that at least? No, my gosh, Future Cop is so good. Well, Future Cop's a like a Xbox game, isn't it? The original Xbox? No, it's uh, Future Cop. Uh, Future Cop was the no, it was uh, what was it? That was an Xbox game. It was a uh, was it on the PlayStation as well? I think it was on the PlayStation One. It was supposed to originally be Future Strike, as was advertised at the end of Nuclear Strike, yeah. and then it turned into Future Cop. Oh, it's Future Cop LAPD. That's the game. LAPD. Yeah, 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 yeah. That game's awesome. I love that game. Yeah, and it it is a strike game essentially, uh, but you're in a mech that can turn into a car. Originally, it was going to be a mech that could turn into a helicopter, which I think I would have preferred. Um, but it has a lot of the things oh, that you would have found in the Strike series. Future uh, Cup is so good, though, dude. Yeah. <sighs> I want to play it right oh. now. I guess I can. You can play it right now. As a matter what fact, if I, I don't want to? What if I want, what if I want a remaster? What if I want that? Is anyone going to belly up and give me what I didn't want? I think you'd have a better chance of getting a new Future Cop than you would in uh, a Strike series. Yeah. I just, I just don't know. I just don't know if that's would work with the strike. I I want it. I, don't get me wrong. I want it. I want a new strike game. Did the GameCube I get this? I just don't know how they would do it. I don't know if the GameCube got this. Let's see. Uh, did the GameCube 1998? Mm. PlayStation 1 had it. Yeah, PlayStation um, 1 definitely had it because that's where I played it. Could have sworn anyway. there was a... I thought there was an original Xbox version of that, but I must be thinking of something else. That, some of these things made it that way. So, I mean, we talked about earlier, like Nuclear Strike made it all the way to PlayStation 3. There's your retro console right there, my yeah, friends. Yeah, that's true. Um, Windows. in. Oh, we didn't even talk about the Nintendo 64 version of this crap. Did you see oh, the Nintendo so 64? It's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, something gritty. I Something about the way the PlayStation 
uh, you know, is all kind of gritty and, and, and pixely that, and I actually think it looks good with nuclear strike. Whereas the smoothing on the Nintendo 64 kind of mm, not so happy. I don't like it. Yeah. And I don't think it plays very well either. I remember having yeah. now this, I remember coming out and for some reason I just didn't know about the PlayStation version, but I knew about the desert strike re-release. And at first you might think, Oh yeah, well they, they get rid of all the crust and the gush and the goosh and, and whatever, yeah. and it just kind of came off looking a little, a little bit weird. This is the SNES one. It, I clicked the wrong one. Yeah, that's the that's the SNES version. Yeah, of the, but it's uh, uh, it's weird how how it looks. I, I don't think I there it is. Found it. Uh, let me see. Yeah, that's just mud, mud. Yeah, and I was kind of I was kind of worried because I there there was uh, the nuclear strike also went to the PC, and there was a 3D FX voodoo. Uh, version of it. You know, remember those daughter cards, the voodoo graphics yeah. and stuff. Oh yeah. They did a lot of smoothing effects like this as well. And back in the day, it looked really sexy. But after seeing the N64 version, I was like, maybe I don't want to see the Voodoo version. I couldn't find any footage of it anywhere, but it apparently exists somewhere. Yeah, this thing's poopy ugly. I do. I do like the I like the HUD elements a little bit, though, in this. Yeah, they're they're okay, But mm, I something about, like I said, something about the the dirtiness of the other that kind of works, especially in the jungle scene. Look how blurred and. Every all the background and stuff looks. It just looks no. Muddled. Some of that, some it of that stuff. N sixty four had the muddiest, ugliest texturing. And then yeah. while they did, they were better at like that. Wall's not all warpy and changing shape and jittering as they walk past yeah. it. Like the PlayStation <laughs> was famous for. Uh, they traded right. that off for whatever the mud was they used for textures. Yeah, uh, it's, a, get, it's a depressing I'll, part of my life. <laughs> I tell you, Soviet Strike out of everything I played this past week, even though it's not a com- fair comparison because I think Desert Strike is really good as well, but Soviet Strike really just it 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 felt like it cemented everything that they had been working towards and it just it just worked. I agree and with more. you. I agree with you on that. That is my pick of the week as well. A uh, couple of things I want to mention if you're looking for games that are like this today. The one yeah. I would get a hold of right away is a game called Renegade Ops. It's made by the team yes. who made um, oh the guy that has a parachute and he blows everything up and he's in <laughs> South America somewhere. What's that called? <laughs> they're they're modern games. There's four of them. They're called Once Just Cause. There it is. In my head. I had, to, I had to search for it and I you found it. You were describing like 20 different games. I, I was like, he's going to need to narrow it down more than that. Just Cause is the game. Um, this is using the this is using the Just Cause engine. I want to say this is like 2012 or something um, era. Right. And I love that game. Renegade Ops is so amazing. Much so good. It's all land based, so you don't do a lot of helicopter stuff, but it's that kind of thing, dual stick shooting, which is really what this series needed. Um, we just didn't have the controllers for it yet. And, um, yeah, it's great. And it still looks great. Renegade ops looks badass and it has the most cheesy GI Joe freaking story I've ever heard. It's so amazing. And they know (laughs) it, right? They just lean into the bullshit and it's got weird comic, like comic book cutscenes, and it's just so good. So highly recommend it. If you get a second to check that out. Um, I don't know of any others that remind me of that, this. There was, there was two that I saw while I was looking. There's something called Desert Law, and I believe both of these were on Steam. Something called Desert Law, and then one called Fair Strike. Um, <laughs> and they both had that. They both had similar looks to it, and I want, I want to go back and check them out. But they, they're not super recent either. Um, 05 for Desert Law. Um, it yeah. looks like a more on the ground kind of wastelandy thing. And then what's this other one? Yeah, uh, it's Fair Strike. Now, if you really want to look for a you know one that 
really wanted to be the next one. There was something called Alligator Strike that was uh, it only made it through the demo version, but it was a fan made uh, game called Alligator Strike. Um, oh, and Fair you can Strike download it. You can like, download the uh, EXE file, but I don't quite trust it that much. Fair Strike came out in 04, but that looks like an honest attempt to recreate this. In fact, even the logo looks like yeah. the Strike series logos. Yeah. It's yeah. only three bucks, four bucks on Steam. Yeah. I mean, okay. That one looks like I said. It looks more like the PS One follow behind. So they may have a different mode too, but yeah, it it looked really, it looked pretty good. Yeah, mostly but, positive. Yeah, it's got good reviews. Uh, it's <laughs> but two thousand four, it's just a few years after uh, you know nuclear strike. So I mean, eh, but yeah. it looked good. It looks a little better. Uh, would be looks fun. Like two thousand four graphics. Why not make that again? Do that again. Who's G five yeah. software? Who is this? Hold on. I don't know. Come on, get on it, G five. They made a game called Hard Truck. Hard truck and, and a game called Machina Arcade and Ooh. Hard Truck Apocalypse. Ooh, that's only fifty nine cents for Hard Truck. Let's just take a look. Hey, they did make Nine Monkeys of Shaolin. That was actually a pretty decent game. Yeah, yeah. so they got they got some chops. Let's see how's this. Oh, look that's on Buka. The... That's Buka Entertainment. That's the publisher. Buka Entertainment. Buka. I feel like Bucca. you just swore at me and I didn't know it. Buka Entertainment. Uh... <laughs> Well, there you go. That's your uh, that's your strike series. Do check out uh, the games if you can. They're fantastic, and um, I'm glad we got a chance to talk about them. But now we have to do this. Destroy it. <laughs> Time to play Guess My Game. It's uh, audio clips of games from olden times that we try to guess uh, each other's uh, picks for the week. And I'm going to start this week with a, a game, and here's your hints. All right? Mm. Your hints you're looking for here are 1992 is the year. Oh, uh, well, that was in Japan. 93 on, in the U.S. Super Nintendo only. Never appeared anywhere oh, else. Oh, exclusive to Super Nintendo. That's right. See if you can guess. Here we go. It's called Beat-Em-Up. It is a Beat-Em-Up. That's a good call on the genre. Let's on the SNES, yeah, let's say you're almost s- got a little bit of a Mario music to it. A little bit. Let's say you're scrolling left to right. You're, exclo- you're scrolling left to right. Left to right. 1993. Yep. I'll tell you that it's not anything Capcom made and nothing that uh, Sega themselves, or sorry, Nintendo themselves made. It's a third-party game. Oh, interesting. Okay, so it still is a third-party game. Okay, so that yep. actually tells me a little bit more about it. Okay, yep. that's, that's interesting. Yep. Any ideas? I don't recognize it at all, so anything I would say would just be an absolute guess. Uh, the game is called Brawl Brothers. Brawl, Brawl Brothers. Brothers. And Brawl I remember... Brothers. I don't recognize that. I played that game. I thought it was pretty good at the time. I looked at video now. Now, is it Brawl Bros or is it Brawl Brothers? Brawl Brothers. All right. And uh, let's see if I can find some footage here. Oh, I don't remember this at all. Yeah, it's That's old. Cool, it's it kind of, you know, paint by the numbers brawler. It's not like they did anything yeah. super innovative here, but I remember it being really fun. It reviewed good. Um, if anything, it looked like a Genesis game in terms of like frames of animation. Kind of hard to explain, but uh, you were going to get way more mileage out of something like Final Fight or on the Genesis, you would play, I don't know, Streets of Rage 3 or, four, you know, whatever they were. Yeah, this is giving me a very much a Streets of Rage feeling kind of. You know, yeah, it's kind of their answer to that. Yeah. I don't know, I say they. I think this was Jalco? Jalico? Jalico? 
Whoever Jalico. Remember them? Made a bunch of arcade shit back in yeah, the day. Yeah, yeah. I actually do remember Jalico. Is it Jalico? Jalico. J Loco. J Lo Company and Friends. Uh, right. Well, you failed. Let's see if I fail. I did. I never. I never played that one before. So that's a. That was a really good one. But man, boy, shoot! I know. Just steal know. some other people's ideas. There, brawl, bros. No kidding. All right, I'm going to hit play on yours. But before that, to give me a hint, what are we doing here? Uh, the, the year is 1989. Uh, and do you need more? Or you Sorry, think I'm the clip will be enough? Water. No, uh, actually, I 89. think it was actually. I think it released in uh, North America, just like very beginning of 1990. So okay. that that may tell you a little. Something. Probably NES is my guess. So I'm going to play it here. Uh, the guess is correct. It would be an NES game. Right, it also came to the Game Boy. Oh, all right. Well, here we go. Yeah. Well, this music's awesome. Yeah, music kicks ass. Developed and published by Sunsoft. Sunsoft. Oh, man. Um, is it run and gun kind of thing? How about a side-scrolling platformer? Are you shooting stuff or no? Eh, no, you don't really carry a gun. That's not really what you do. All right, so it's melee-ish. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it was all melee. <laughs> I, <laughs> these are really helpful hints that you got coming out. What? Give me another one. What's another hint here? Um, let's see. Uh, do you might have? Uh, you might have. Um, let me see. Oh, say, say almost any hint I give you is going to be like, duh. It's going to be like easy. Yeah. Um, this is a huge IP at the time, and it's not Nintendo's. How about that? But it was a big IP. Yeah. Oh, is this one of the Ghosts biggest. and Goblins? Ghosts and Goblins. No. No. Uh. Sunstop. Sunstop. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I can give you one more, but if I do, it's gonna pretty much just seal the deal. All right. I'll say. I'll say. I don't get a point for it. But give me what hint you're gonna give me. It's based on a hot movie property. Oh. And this music that's playing is not his theme song. Okay. Is that the James Bond thing? Nope. <laughs> I give up. I have no idea what this the is. The film came out in 1989. Oh. It had a guy with a chin. Was this Rambo? Not a bad guess in the chat room, though. I did say chin, didn't I? Robocop? How I, what if I said um, Robocop is a seven. What if I said What if I said Tim Burton? Oh, uh, with a chin. <laughs> that frick has a chin. <laughs> a Beetlejuice. Batman. Oh, the Batman. Batman. <laughs> this music's nothing like Batman. I don't get it. I don't get the Batman part. Batman has a super chin. He's the whole thing. It's, that's the whole thing he's got. Yeah, so the part you see is a stupid chin. Yeah, but that's why I thought Stallone. He's got a big old chin. You know. Yeah. I so don't know. Michael Keaton apparently. So all right, I feel like an ex chicken. Ex chicken. Here's the thing. I don't know what 
Uh, I didn't know they made the Batman game without the Batman theme. Why would they even do that? They That's what the- I thought too. I was like, or whatever the the. Um, when I went to capture Danny the Elfman audio. Thing. I was like, oh, we got to do Batman. I was like, I wonder if they got like a like a you know this is NES. I thought let's surely have like a variation on the on the Batman theme. Nope. Yeah, so I got to be careful. Yeah. No. Nope. Nothing. They didn't have none of that. None of that. <laughs> That's weird. That's weird. Was Danny Elfman uh, Danny Elfman super tight about getting to use his shit on other uh, yeah. variations? I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. One, it was. It was. Uh, uh, let's see. It was. It was heralded as one of the best superhero games for the NES. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. And and there were plenty of them, right? Well, we got some. Uh, I mean, I'll agree. I guess. Spider-Man. I have no idea. I never played that. I guess I never played that version of the game. Was it fun? I, Did you I, play? I've it? played it before. Okay. Yeah, I played it before. All right. Yeah. Well, it's okay. But I did. I I could have swore there was Batman music in it though, or at least some Prince. <laughs> I at least thought there was some Prince in it. Yeah, give me some Prince. Then I know. I, yeah. Then I know right where I'm at. All right. Well done. Now this. Welcome to, to the, the treasure room. room. That's right. We're gonna do emails. These come to us at playretroshow at gmail.com. I got one from Tyler who says, "Scoot and Brian been a big fan of Frog uh-huh. Pants for years. I love Film Sack and going all the way back to the current Geek Weekly episodes about." Saturday morning cartoons and the like. I'm really enjoying the podcast about retro games as the games you are uh, talking about make up my childhood. I just listened to the Mega Man episode. I was a little surprised you lamented that they haven't made a Mega Man title recently because there are three excellent entries in the franchise on the Xbox that were made in 2008. Uh, Mega Man 9 in 08 and 10 in 2010 and 11 in 2018. All three are 100% in the mold of the classic Mega Man games and are challenging and have a great amount of replayability. If you haven't tried them, I highly recommend you do. I might, I could, I didn't know there was something made in 2018. That's insane. I didn't know that. I, I, I can't remember if I knew the 2018. I definitely knew about nine and 10 because I've played both of those. But did I ever play 11? It seems like I remember seeing it going, I got to play that and yeah. then never coming back to it. Well, I would love to play that. Um, he also goes on and says, I'd like to suggest games and series and genres for future episodes. Earthbound, known as Mother yes. 2 in Japan, was a fantastic on the NES game that was retro in style when it came out. It could uh, make an, epi- or an entire episode of its own, including the other two installments that never saw a release outside of Japan. Such a weird, funky game that really stands out as a unique piece of video game history that everyone as a fan of RPGs or surrealism should sure- would thoroughly enjoy. Uh, yes. But if not an episode of its own, it could be part of an episode with the late SNES RPGs like Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy 3 through 6, etc. is the word I'm trying to say. Uh, anyway, love the show. Excited to hear what you guys think. Tyler, where'd you go? That was you, awesome. You disappeared. I thought you were grabbing. What were you doing there? I was grabbing a video game. Oh, let's see. What do you got? Show it. Oh, I don't want to give a show just yet because I was waiting for the uh, for the next segment. Oh, oh all right. Well, then, yeah, don't worry about it then. Uh, yeah, yeah I like all these ideas. Email, Tyler, I'm looking forward. I've been wanting to get an Earthbound in there, and I've, I've, I was a little concerned because it's only one game, but God, you can dig so deep into Earthbound Mother 2 in Japan. Yeah, um, it's in. It's yeah. on the NES, uh, or sorry, the the Switch online service now, so you can play yes, it there. It is um, for the longest yeah. time you couldn't get it anywhere, but uh, it's playable now. So there's there's a lot of story about Earthbound. I I think it could have its own episode. I really do. We haven't done a single game episode in a while. That might be that maybe might that's be one, one of them. The ones yeah, that might be one we do. Well, thank you, Tyler, for your yeah. ideas. Guess what we're doing next week, everybody. Stand back and get ready for the craziest idea we've ever had. Not really. To coincide with the brand new Beavis and Butthead series starting on on, uh, Paramount Plus. We're not getting paid to say this. (laughs) 
uh, no. on August 4th. We are going to do those Beavis and Buttheads do the 90s video games. Uh, they had yes. the original game, which was just self-titled. They had Bunghole in One. They had Do You. And they had Beavis and Butthead in Virtual Stupidity. Uh, we're just going to look at those. And there'll be a lot of side conversations about other 90s era animation, cartoons, adult stuff that made its way to your consoles. Probably not too much on The Simpsons because they are going to get kind of their own treatment one day. They're too yeah. big. But we're going to talk all about everyone's favorite dumb idiots and the games they made in the 90s. Beavis and Butthead do the 90s. I'm looking forward to it. I've already got my MA13 Sega Genesis Beavis and Butthead. And this rights of Viacom jam. And guess what? Uh, I'm, I'm looking for my Guar tickets. Yeah. Guar. Guar. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Two player, one to two player. I'm going to try this, by the way, this week, and maybe if, if me and if I can make this work, I wouldn't mind playing a little uh, net play two player uh, with you if we get a chance. Because yeah. what? what is there a, any better game for two idiots to play together than Beavis, Beavis and, Beavis and Butthead? I mean, you got to wonder, right? Um, if right. any of you live in Florida, you you live with your own version of Butthead. If you look really close, uh, Representative Florida Representative Matt <laughs> Gates looks like Butthead, just like him. <laughs> Right, just like him. I do like the, I like the memes. The memes make me laugh. He's like a rendered, like a three D rendered butthead. That's what you yeah. got there. I, I don't do know. like the the memes always make me laugh. The memes are funny. Uh, anyway, so there's that. And for those who think that's somehow me being one sided, uh, sh- AOC as Daria. That's fine. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> that's a pretty good meme too. Yeah, go do that. <laughs> uh, all right, so there you go. Uh, that's next week. We're doing Beavis and Butthead. Check it out. It'll be great. I'm excited about it. In the meantime, join us on our Patreon. We just got a brand new patron named Justine McDonald. No, no relation to either Burgers or Norm. Or or Old or any of those. Yeah, as far as I know, she is her own McDonald. And uh, we're (laughs) glad to have her here. I assume it's a her with the Justine, but it could be anybody. I don't know. Right. But anyway, Justine, uh, whoever you are, we love that you're here. And if you want to be like uh, Justine, you can do it. No commercials ever. Pre-show content every week. Monthly benefits. The whole package available for you for a couple of bucks over at Play Retro on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Play Retro. Play Retro Show at gmail.com or for our emails, Play Retro Show on Twitter. And our website is frogpants.com slash Play Retro. That is going to do it, Brian. Is there anything you'd like to add to this discussion before we go? Yeah, I'd like to say, uh, yeah, um, uh, I want to play some Renegade Ops now. I'm going to. Isn't that a f- is that a four-player game, too? I think, I think it, it is co-op. I'm not sure. I think it is. Hit me up. Hit me I up. downloaded that on my deck uh, today because this game got me thinking of it, and I'm going to be definitely playing that. So watch out. Nick! America. Oh, yeah. I don't America. think I don't think there's a version of Nick in that game, but there may as well Dang be. Dang it. You will die. Yeah, I went to go rescue Nick. I think it was in Soviet, and uh, or was it nuclear? I can't remember. Yeah, anyway, I, can't remember I remember right. I, I went to rescue him, and he was in a crate. And apparently, there's some <laughs> kind of story about him getting, yeah, something about him getting eaten by a tiger. Spoiler, yeah. yeah so sorry about that, Nick. I'm gonna need you co-pilot. Nick co- co-pilot. Nick blows. He's the worst. Yeah, he's dead now. Anyway, but. that's gonna do it for us. Thank you all for listening. Go play something retro. We'll see you next time. of the frog pants network get more at frogpants.com
Well, I, uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. 